Next Chapter Podcasts. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next Chapter Podcast presents the Play On Podcast series Coriolanus, Episode 6. You made this. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Don't forget to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Here come the masses. And is Ophidius with him? He is. You are the one who fouled our air when you tossed your stinking greasy hats in hooting at Coriolanus's exile. Now he's coming back, and there's not a hair on a soldier's head that won't become a whip. As many jester's caps you idiots tossed up, he will beat down, making you pay for your votes. No matter. If he could burn us all into one coal, we deserve it. Frightening news! Tell us it's not true! For my part, when I said banish him, was in pity! And so did I. And so did I! And to tell the truth, so did many of us! Yes! What we did, we did for the best! And though we willingly consented to his banishment, still it was against our will! Mm -hmm. Ah, you've done the deeds with your votes! You made this! You and your voices! Now to the capital? What else? May the gods be good to us. Come, masters. Let's go home. I did say we were wrong when we banished him. So did all of us. But now, come. Let's go home. I do not like this news, Sicinius. Nor I, Brutus. To the capital. For half my fortune, I'd pay for this to be a lie. Let's go. Follow the Roman. I do not know what witchcraft's in him, but your soldiers say grace to him before meals. Talk of him at supper and give him thanks to end. You've been usurped, sir. Even your troops are in his sway. I can't stop it now, except in a way that would damage our own plans. He holds himself somehow prouder still, even in front of me more than I thought he could when we first embraced. Yet, that's his nature. He's no turncoat, and I must accept what can't be changed. Still, I wish, sir... I mean, for you in particular, that you hadn't joined in with him, but instead had set about this on your own, or else left it to him to lead alone. I understand, and you should be assured 
time will come, he'll be held accountable. He doesn't know all that I can push on him, though it seems, and so he thinks and can be spotted by the naked eye, that he performs all things well and strongly commands the Volscian state, fights fierce as a dragon and strikes as he draws his sword. And yet, he has left a piece unfinished that will break his neck or mine when that time does come to you. Sir, I ask you now, do you think he'll take Rome? All places yield to him before he lays siege to them, and Rome's nobles are already his. The senators and aristocrats love him too. The tribunes are no soldiers, and their people will be as rushed into repeal as they were hasty to expel him. I think he'll pounce on Rome like the fish hawk to the fish, with them belly up as nature calls. First, he was a noble servant to them, but he couldn't capably carry those duties, whether pride, a charmed life of success, or whether poor judgment, or whether just his nature to be but one thing, not growing from war helmet to senate cushion, to be able to command peace with the same austerity and manner as he controlled war. Some peace made him so feared, hated, and banished. One fire burns out another fire. One nail slams another nail. Righteousness fails rights. Strengths fall to strengths. <clears throat> Come, let's go. Martius, when Rome is yours, you will be the poorest of all. Then quickly, you're mine. You must. It has to be you. Who else? No, I won't go. You heard what Caminia said. He who was his longtime general, who loved him dearly. He called me father, but no matter. Go, you that banished him. Crawl on your knees a mile to his tent, begging all the way for his mercy. No, if he coyly avoided Caminius, I'll stay here. He deems to not know me. Did you hear? Just one time he called me by my name. I called on our old friendship and of blood we spilled together. Coriolanus he wouldn't answer to, denied all names. He was a kind of nothing, titleless, till he had melted himself a name from the fires of burning Rome. Well now, you have made this happen, a pair of tribunes that have wrecked apart Rome. Coals are cheap now, a fine memorial. I offered to him how it's most noble to give pardons when least expected. His reply was, huh, a naked plea from a state to one who they banished? Very well. What more could he say? 
I attempted to recall his fondness for his close friends. His answer to me was he could not stand to pick them out of a pile of stinking chaff. He said it's foolish to save a few unburnt grains if you can still smell the stench. Save a few unburnt grains? I am one of those, his mother, wife, his child, and Cominius too. We are the grains. You're the stinking chaff, and you're the stench to smelt the high heavens. We must be burned for you. No, please, be patient. If you refuse to help and this has never needed so much aid, then don't scold us while we're in distress. But certainly, if you would plead for your country, it would be your good word more than some instant army we could form that might stop our countrymen. No, I won't intrude. Please, you go to him. What could I do? Just make a case of what your love toward Martius can do for Rome. Go to him. Yes, do. Well, and say Martius then sends me back, like Cominius has been, unheard. What then? I'd be left as a refused friend, grief shot, all from his rejections. What have I then? You will be given your due equal to your noble intentions. This effort would earn Rome's thanks to match your intent. <sighs> I'll try. I think he'll hear me. But it disheartens me that he bit his lip and disagreed with Cominius. Martius didn't take it well. He hadn't eaten. Empty organs makes our blood cold, and then we sulk in the morning, not ready to give or forgive. But when we've stuffed our blood with wine and food, our souls are softer than when we fast like priests. So then I'll watch him until he is fully sated, at rest, and then I'll seek him. You know the one road into his kindness. You cannot lose your way. In faith, I'll try it, however it goes. I'll before long know the outcome. He'll never hear him. No? I tell you, he's sitting on a gold throne, his eyes red with loathing enough to burn Rome. His sense of injustice chained to his pity. I knelt before him, and faintly he said, rise, dismissed me with a show of his hand. Ah, and here's a letter, sealed with an oath of his conditions, what he was willing to do and what he would not. Now, all hope is vain, but for his mother and wife, who I hear, plan to plead with him for mercy on his country. So, let's hurry now to plead our case to them. Yes. Yes, let's go see them. The women may be able to do it. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. No foul. Hey, what's that? Stay. Who are you? Stop and go back. You guard well, men. Quite well. But if I may... I am an officer of the state come to speak with Coriolanus. From where? From Rome. You may not pass. You must return. Our general will hear no more from Rome. You'll see your Rome embraced with fire before you'll speak with Coriolanus. My good friends, 
If you have heard your general talk of Rome and his friends there, it's a thousand to one. My name has crossed your ears. It is Menenius. So be it now, head back. Your name alone here is not enough to pass. Please, fellow, remember, my name is Menenius. Always siding on the part of your general. You are a Roman, aren't you? I am, as your general is. Then you should hate Rome as he does. When you've pushed the brave defender out of your city gates, and with violent, overwhelming ignorance give to your enemy your greatest fighter, how can you think to shield against his vengeance with the meager groans of old women, the merciful prayers of your daughters, or with the decaying pleas of such an aged devotee as you seem to be? <laughs> You think you can just blow out the impending fire readying to flame your city with weak breath as this? No. You are deluded. So now back to Rome and prepare for your execution. You're condemned. Our general has sworn no reprieve or pardon. Sirs, if your captain knew I was here, he would greet me with some esteem. Come now. My captain doesn't know you. I... I mean your general. Oh, my general does not care for you. Back, I say. Go, or I'll spill your last pint of blood back. This is as far as you'll get back. No, but fellow, fellow. What's the matter? Now, you fellow, I'll deliver the report for you. You will know now that I am in fact in his esteem. You'll realize that a fool guard can order me from my son, Coriolanus. Guess what'll happen when I talk with him? If you stand to be hanged or given a more torturous death, longer in witnessing, crueler in suffering, behold now, and you'll faint fearing what's to come upon you. Oh, my son, my son, you are preparing a fire for us. Look at these tears. Here's water to douse it. I wasn't the one inspired to come to you, but being persuaded that no one but I could inspire you. So I've been rushed out of Rome's gates with laments to implore you to pardon Rome and your pleading countrymen. May the good gods ease your wrath and turn its remains on this valet here, he who, like a blockhead, has denied my access to you. Away! What? Away? Wife, mother, child, I don't know. My life is in service to other matters. I do own my revenge fully, but my chance for pardon lies in Vulsion hearts. We've known each other well, true, but your disloyalty now will add poison more than pity to our past. With that, be gone! My ears repel your pleas with more strength than your gates defend my force. Oh. Yet, because I loved you, take this along. I wrote it to you, to be sent. My son, I... No more uh, words. I won't listen. This was my beloved in Rome. Yet see him now, Ophidius. You stay true. <laughs> now, sir, is your name Meninius? It's a spell, you see. All that power. You know the way home still. I neither care for the world nor for your general. For such trifles as you, I can hardly think there's any. You're so insignificant. He that has a will to die by his own doing fears it not from another. 
let your general do his worst. For you, let you live long and that your misery grows with your age. I say to you, as I was told, away! <laughs> A noble fellow. I give him that. Yet the worthy fellow is our general. He's the rock, the oak, not to be shaken. We'll be outside the walls of Rome tomorrow, and down they'll go. As my partner in this, you must report to the Vulcan lords how simply I've handled this business. Just their goals you focused on. Blocked out the public cries of Rome, never entertained even a private whisper, not with any friends who thought they knew you. This last old man, whom with a cracked heart I have sent back to Rome, loved me with greater care than a father. No, made a god of me. Their last resort was to send him, whose old love I hold, though I showed myself foul to him. And yet I offered again my original conditions, which they refused, and now cannot accept. I granted him this, though he felt he could do more. I've given in to near nothing. Husband! Oh, my son! Come along, my son! <sighs> my wife comes first. And my mother, the mold who shaped this trunk, and in her hand, the grandchild of her bloodline. Affection, flee! Break all bonds of lineage and nature. Let it be a virtue to be unyielding. Dear husband. My eyes are not the same as in Rome. The sad changes we've been hit with there makes you think so. Oh, like a dim actor now. I forgot my lines. And to my disgrace, I've lost my part. My family and blood, forgive my cruelty, but do not ask me to say forgive the Romans. Stand up. My blessed. And are nothing softer than stone. I'll kneel before you and show you my duty as it's been unfittingly done forever from child to parent. What's this? Your knees to me? Your reprimanded son? Then let the pebbles on the hungry beach strike the stars. Then let the mutinous winds strike the proud cedars against the fiery sun, murdering impossibility to make what's not viable easily done. You, my warrior, I helped in your molding. Father? Here stands a miniature droplet of you. With the passing of many full seasons may grow into you. That's my brave boy here. May Mars, god of war, with the consent of the god Jove, form your thoughts with nobleness, so that you may prove incapable of dishonor and stand firm in war like a ballast in tempests, enduring blasts, saving those that seek you. Your knee, my dear child. Even he, your wife, and myself are loyal to you. I beg you, enough! Don't ask me now to send back my men or yield again to Rome, soldiers. Do not tell me how I act unnaturally. Don't wish to calm my rages and revenges with your colder reasons. Oh, no more. No more. 
You have said you will not grant us anything, so we have nothing else to ask but that which you deny already. Yet we will ask that if you deny our request, the blame will fall upon your hardness. So now, hear us. Perfidious, and all you Vosques note, we'll hear nothing from Rome in private. Your request? Even if we were silent and didn't speak, our clothes and appearance would reveal what life's been like since your exile. Consider how we here are more unfortunate than all women together. For in seeing you, we should make our eyes cry with joy, hearts dance with comfort. Instead constrains our eyes to weep with fear forcing this mother, wife, and child to see their son, husband, and father tearing his country's bowels out. And your deadly hatred makes us poor. How can we? Tell me. How can we pray for our country, to whom we are bound, and now then, now with your victory? Where then are we bound? You block even our prayers to the gods. The only comfort we can wish for woe is that we must lose the country, our dear mother, or lose you. Our comfort in our country. If we had our wish, we'd pick our side to win. But no, we'll meet certain tragedy. As either you'll be chained as a traitor, led through the streets, or else triumphantly tread over your country's ruin and be crowned in victory for bravely shedding your wife and child's blood. For me, my son, I do not intend to wait out the war's results. If I cannot persuade you to seek a noble respect between both sides instead of killing one side, you will no sooner march to attack your country than you will tread, hear me on your mother's womb that brought you in this world. Yes, and mine, that brought to this world your boy to keep your name living. He will not tread on me. I'll run away till I am bigger, and then I'll fight. If I look at a child or woman, then I too must be tender as women. No, I've sat too long. No, don't leave us now. If it could happen, that our request would save the Romans, and so then destroy the Volskis whom you serve, you might condemn us for poisoning your honor. No, it's our appeal that you reconcile them. Then the Volskis would say, this mercy we have shown. The Romans, this mercy we've received, 
and each side could give the all hail to you and cry, be blessed for creating this peace. You know, great son, war's end is uncertain. But this is certain that if you conquer Rome, the benefit which you will then reap is to earn a name whose repetition will be dugged with curses, whose history will be thus. The man was noble, but with his last attempt to wipe it out, destroyed his country, and his name remains to be the plague of ages. Speak to me, son. Why don't you speak? Daughter, speak. He doesn't care that you're weeping. Speak, boy. Your childishness is maybe the one thing that will move him more than our reasons. There's no man in the world more indebted to his mother, yet he has me babble like a prisoner. Say my request's unfair and refuse me. But if not, you're dishonest and the gods will plague you for denying me duty owed a mother. Down, daughter, grandson. Let us shame him with our knees. Down! End this at last! The Play On podcast series, Coriolanus, was translated into modern English verse by Sean San Jose and directed by Kate Wisniewski. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton. Sound design and engineering by Daniel Benchamon. Mix engineer Larry Walsh. Mix engineer Sadaharu Yagi. Original music composition by Palmer Heffron. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. Senior producer, Miriam Lauba. Managing producer, Robert Cappadona. Coordinating producer, Taylor Bailey. Line producer, Priscilla Villanueva. Casting by the Telsey office, Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamani. The cast is as follows. Andrus Nichols as Brutus and others. Cheney Waits as Larcius and others. Ching Valdez Aaron as Volumnia. Denaya Esperanza as Coriolanus. Jamie Ann Romero as Valeria and others. Kim Wan as Ophidius, Virgilia, and others. Lena Klingerman as Citizens and others. Nancy Rodriguez as Sicinius and others. Namuna Cisse as Nicanor, Soldiers, Citizens, and others. Patrina Murray as Meninius. Vanessa Kai as Comenius. Zoe Tip as Adrian, Young Martius, Soldiers, Citizens, and others. Additional support was provided by voice and text coach Julie Foe. 
Podcast Mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. And Production Dramaturgy by Amrita Ramanan. The Senior Manager of Business Operations and Partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On Podcast series, Coriolanus, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the HITS Foundation. Visit ncpodcast.com for more about the Play On Podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play On Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play on Shakespeare podcast series by listening to bonus content at ncpodcast.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. Don't forget to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Next Chapter Podcasts.